Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Steph Walton will be joining me shortly, and we have a lot to talk about because people are fucking crazy today. Um, I mean, I can't blame them. I'm kind of crazy today. God forbid you have an opinion on the Internet. God forbid. Um, I'm going to be quick today with the intro. So let's just jump into it. Start Me Up is an independent podcast run by a woman, me. I'm the woman. And so I ask for your help. And just FYI, for the month of February, I'll be donating 5% of the podcast earnings to Planned Parenthood. If you like the show today, please consider becoming a monthly subscriber at patreon.com slash startmeup. When you sign up for a dollar... You get each podcast in your email box, and it's an inexpensive way to see if you like the show. You can always upgrade later, and the more patrons there are, the more money goes to Planned Parenthood. Now, $5 gets you into the patrons-only segment, which Steph and I are going to do a little later today. We do that at least two times a month. Sometimes I do it with a guest. Sometimes I do it solo. It's usually a little bit more personal, and today it's going to be very personal. I'm going to be talking about an experience that I wrote about here and on my writing page, and it's going to be about VIP man. It's this very important man in Washington. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody loves him, and he put the moves on me. And now I wrote about it, but what I'm going to talk about in the uh, Patrons Only show is kind of like, how can I say this? Women are usually accused of wanting to out sexual predators or men who behave inappropriately. And I am not one of those women. I have an opportunity that I could probably hurt this guy, and I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to talk about that in the Patrons Only Show. Maybe a couple of other things will come up. That's basically the gist of what we're going to talk about. So again, $5 gets you into that segment. You go to patreon.com slash startmeup. If you want to make a one-time donation, it depends. Sometimes people feel more comfortable doing that. That's great. I appreciate it. One-time donation, monthly subscriber, either way, you're helping the show and it's it's just great. And then I've got some fantastic news. My ranking on iTunes is slowly creeping up the charts. Now, I'm still nowhere close to where I want to be, but I, I'm, I was surprised to see that I'm doing pretty good and with your help, I can do better. Now, how does that help? Listen to us on iTunes. That helps. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people are listening on Patreon, which is fine, but just FYI. And then also, you can become a monthly subscriber to iTunes, and it doesn't cost you anything. Go there, subscribe, rate the show. There's stars that you can rate the show, just like on Amazon. And then please give me a good review. I haven't had a review since November. So a good review would be totally freaking awesome. All right, that's going to be it for my intro. There is so much to get a, to talk about today. It's crazy. I woke up. It's been one of those crazy days where I woke up and I post something and I'm bah! <laughs> So we're going to talk about that. And now on to my conversation with Steph Walton. Welcome, sparkly Steph. <laughs> You're so sparkly. Uh, yes, so I am a sparkler. You're sparkly and I need some sparkle today because shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you, you know what? So here's the deal. I, I had an eight 30 meeting this morning mm-hmm. and I was like, I haven't really looked at the news today. Oh my God. <laughs> well, before we get started in all the craziness, just first 830, of all, at eight 30 Oakland time. Let me just, uh, <laughs> uh, how have you been? I have been wild. Yeah. No, I've been amazing. I've been um, riding a roller coaster of <laughs> delight and, oh, my God, what am I doing? Yeah. How am I? You know, I, I, here's the thing. You, uh, people who've listened to this podcast and have heard you and, and me together know I'm running for office. Yeah. And I, 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 I want to take that back. I never say, what am I doing? Like, am I doing the right thing? I know I'm doing the right thing. But sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? Right. What did I, you know? So <laughs> yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have to kind of like reground myself and say, okay, what does, what's inside my heart? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? I know why I'm mm-hmm. so solid. Like I love my town. Yeah. I want to make my town accessible to 
everybody. Mm-hmm. And I want to work with people and people in my community to make it even better than it already is. And so that's it. That's what drives me. Um, and I'm meeting tons and tons of people and I'm taking tons and tons of meetings and I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Can you tell? <laughs> um, and, and I, like I joke and say, I'm going to for sure have the brownest of teeth on November 3rd when we go to vote. But I, you know what? I'm down. I am down. I love it. I love what I'm doing. It's a, it's a blast. Uh, Oakland people are the, are just so amazing. Well, I, yeah. I, I know that you're going to do well. I, I think you're going to win. And I'm like visualizing that for you as I, I did a show not too long ago on the fact that I'm utilizing visualization and manifesting and all that stuff. So I'm including you in that. And also I just want to let everybody know, uh, last Monday I did a show and the caller uh, called in on a cell phone. And so there there was a little bit of dropout. And I totally get that, you know, I mean, I always try to get people to, if they have a landline, that's preferred. And then there's mm-hmm. something that you and I are using right now that uh, is a way that we connect on the internet and then I can record it on my computer. And then sometimes, and I just heard one, only one, there was a, like a little zinging sound like where whatever you said was replaced with a ring, like that computer noise. So we're, gonna, we're well aware of that. We, we've got it under control. We've decided that if, if this continues, we're going to switch over to the phones. But I just wanted to address the fact before we, we get started that I know sometimes I, I hate fucking cell phones. I don't like talking on them, but most people only have cell phones. Some people don't have landlines. And so... I'm doing the best I can. And I know it's, it's like on every show, everybody who has podcasts and have people calling in with their cell phones has this exact same issue. Um, so I know it's just not me, but um, it's just where we are right now. So anyway, there's that. But Steph and I have it covered for today. Feel, feel confident that we have it covered for today. That um, is right. So, okay, l- let's just jump in then. Um, yeah. So, you know, last night... Educate me. <laughs> I imagine, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders won the New Hampshire primary. And so... Yep. N- now, this is my take, and this is what I wrote on Twitter and on Facebook. And while, of course, there were a lot of normal, sane people, whether they agreed or disagreed with me, they were behaving like normal sane human beings but then there was the crowd that like flips their shit because they're not hearing what they want right so uh, I say Biden is done I don't see Warren finding new momentum in parentheses I say that saddens me it won't be Pete we're looking at Klobuchar or Sanders now I want to ask you about this and I want to ask you about Bloomberg too but before we get into that oh my god the fucking reaction that I'm getting from people who I believe are coming from an emotional standpoint. My emotional mm-hmm. standpoint is Warren. I but I told everybody, you know, at the beginning of this primary, I'm like, I refuse to get too emotionally attached because last time I was devastated and this time I can't afford emotionally with all that's going on with Trump, I can't afford emotionally to get so caught up in it. So obviously I have a personal stake. It's it's always personal and it's always an emotional thing. And I think Elizabeth Warren is the best person for the job. And I think Kamala Harris would have been fucking amazing as well. But right now we've got this uh, group of people and you know, I I hate to say this, but I talked about this on Monday too uh, with Cliff Schechter. Biden is not, Okay, first of all, Biden has never come out of fourth place in a primary. I know that he's coming right now from, you know, off of an Obama presidency and he's Uncle Joe and all of that. All all we saw up until now is Joe's got the numbers. Joe's got the numbers, but he didn't do very well in Iowa. He didn't do very well in New Hampshire. We'll see what happens in South Carolina. I could be wrong. I'm often wrong. So I'm just putting that out there. But I just feel like (laughs) his the momentum is not there for him. And then add to that. He just seems tired. He just seems like he he can't keep up. Now, Bernie Sanders, who's just a couple of years younger than he is and just came off of a heart attack, is a lot sharper and he's a lot more, you know, on the ball. And so, um, I, you know, he's clearly got some momentum. He did very, even though Pete won uh, uh, Iowa, it was only by two delegates. So I think he got 14 delegates and Bernie got 12 delegates. So Bernie had a strong showing in Iowa and he's obviously, he won New Hampshire and now we're going to go to super Tuesday, which I believe is March 3rd. And there's like 15 States and they're big, you know, we've got, uh, not New York, but California, Texas, South Carolina, this is going to probably determine 
who we're going to see. And so I decided that by looking at what's in, I don't think it's going to be Pete. And the reason I say that is not because of my feelings for him, but because I don't see him getting support from black voters in the primary. Maybe if he were to, if, if, if I'm proved wrong and he gets the nomination, maybe he'll get the support of everybody. everybody. Maybe we'll have the unity. But I don't see the support from black voters in the primary. I don't see it in South Carolina. But, you know, hey, I'm open to being wrong because I've been wrong before. So, what you know, when you take, when you deduce all of this, who do you have left? You have Sanders mm. and you have Klobuchar. Now, Sanders is the stronger of the two. And, and... I'm just going to say this. I'll, I'll be I'll be quiet in a minute, and then I'm going to let you talk because I want to ask you. I want your opinion here. But Sanders has been doing this since 2015. He's built a huge coalition. He certainly turns off the Never Trumpers. Uh, there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party that he turns off, but he also turns on a lot of people. Um, and and I think that I do think if he were to become the nominee, I think he hasn't. A chance. I, I don't side with the. I, I, I'm not going to go with. Oh, because I've seen it from Never Trumpers. I've seen it from centrist Democrats that if Bernie gets it, uh, he's going to lose and Trump will win. No, I'm not putting that out there. I don't really want Bernie to be the nominee. But if he's the nominee, I'm not putting it out there before he even gets it that we're going to get Trump. A, that could become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And B, frankly, I don't even believe that. I think actually Sanders could. Uh, go toe-to-toe with him because the dude fucking went to West Virginia and convinced voters to be for Medicare for all. So he and Trump, you know, there's that thing called the horseshoe (laughs) theory where, you know, you got the far left and the far right and they're not that far apart from each other. They're at the top of the horseshoe and they're closer than, uh, you know, like the centrist Democrat. So I think Bernie can have an appeal in a way Trump does. And it's not to say that I think he's exactly like Trump because I do not think that. Uh, I heard, I saw somebody on, on Twitter today say he's just as bad as Trump. No, he's not. Look, I don't like the guy. Oh my he's God. not just as bad as Trump. That's fucking stupid. Don't say shit like that. I know all of our uh, emotions are high, but please be clear. And like with me, I put this post out and it's like, I'm not trying to piss people off, but of course it pissed people off. Um, I just I'm calling what I see. So I see an opportunity for Sanders to become the nominee with Klobuchar. I think it's a long fucking shot, but she did well in New Hampshire and she could be a surprise. So I'm not going to count her out, but I can't imagine it's her. Now, the last thing I want to throw in there is Bloomberg. Two, two days ago, um, Cliff Schechter and I were talking about the fact that, hey, maybe Bloomberg could come in at the last minute and really blow this whole thing up. And then later that night, there was a tape released of him um, talking about the stop and frisk and talking about minorities, and that's where, you know, where they want to put the cops in all of the places where minorities live because that's where all the crime is. It was really fucking bad. And mm. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear what he said um, about trans people, but it, he's made transphobic comments. I don't know if he's going to be able to overcome that. So I'm seeing people say, oh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg. But, I mean, fucking Charles Blow hates him. He did a whole thing in the New York Times. No, not Bloomberg. Because there were mm-hmm. all these people of color who were stopped and it was because of their frisked. color. Yeah, they were stopped <laughs> and they were frisked because of their color. And it was and none of and like most of them were not guilty of a, a goddamn thing. I was like 90% or he something also, like that. He also, um, here's something else, and I'm going to say this because we should say the things that are, that yeah. are true. Um, he opposed uh, the settlement for the Exonerated Five. Okay? I didn't yeah. know that. And, yeah, um, and I don't know details beyond that because eventually they, you know, they did settle. Mm-hmm. Um, their lives were ruined. Right. And then they settled you know, money can, can help, but their lives were ruined. Mm -hmm. And so for any, like for me, there's just no other place uh, or position to to have than, yeah, we're going to take care of these, these people. Yes. Um, so I, you know, he, I didn't hear the, the audio of him that that you were describing. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but I did, you know, I'm, the socials, man. I just yeah. can't stand it because I've, you know, I, I'm on it. Obviously, I'm a candidate running for office. Yeah. I care deeply about our, you know, our federal political situation. I care deeply about, you know, what's happening um, at the state level and the city level, all that stuff. But 
it, it does kind of whip you into a frenzy and you try to get to a place where you're like, oh my God, are we all just going to vote blue no matter who? But there are, there are people, there are communities in this country, um, people of color, trans communities who have been, you know, and, and we could name others, women who just aren't willing to mm -hmm. go to a place where they're like, you know what? Yes. Bloomberg is better than Trump, but I'm sorry. He had his, he, he, he kept us down. He further, uh, he pushed a narrative that was horrible for mm -hmm. us that marginalized us further, that discriminated against us unjustly. Like these are things that people might not be willing to let go of. And then you hear people online saying, can you just, can you just set your feelings aside? Can you just let it go yeah. for the good of the country? And it's like, no, were your, were your ancestors slaves? Right. You know, I'm sorry. Don't tell me how to think Yeah. is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Were you, what did, did your trans uh, sister, was she murdered? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I mean like, so, so I get that Charles Blow side, mm -hmm. but then Dr. Jason Johnson, who, if, if you don't know who he is, he's a, he's a black scholar and he, um, he's brilliant. Okay. And he's a political analyst and he was on Stephanie rule last night talking about Bloomberg. And he's like, time will tell mm -hmm. about how people, how the black community whether or not they come around for Bloomberg, yeah, you know, but, but communities of color and marginalized communities and, and, um, you know, we could go, the, the, the list is long of, uh, you know, when, when do those communities have to stop putting, have to yeah. have to stop getting over it. Right. Exactly. For the greater good. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just like us, uh, uh, you know, when, when you're a woman and you see qualified women getting ignored and passed over and then you've got, you know, <laughs> Amanda Sowards, who's been on the show. She was great. She was talking about Pete. She's like, you know, his voice barely changed last year and he's getting all the attention while women who are way more qualified and have way more experience are, um, you know, they're being pushed down, which and that's not even to bag on Pete. He's just young and he is getting a lot of attention and that's fine, but he's getting more attention and more votes than Elizabeth Warren, who's been in the Senate and has a proven record and does not have the same kind of problem with, with black voters that he has yet. You know, w we live in this country that if you're a white male, you've got the advantage no matter what you do. And with Bloomberg, you know, I mean, I'm the person who's going to vote for the democratic nominee and obviously it's not going to be Tulsi Gabbard. So I don't have to worry about that, but you know, I would be very uncomfortable voting for Bloomberg only because I, I feel like, A, he buys his way into this race where so much of what we've been talking about ever since Citizens United is about taking money out of politics and to, you know, be the billionaire who buys his way into a race late in the game is really not fair. And it isn't mm -hmm. America. It's not American. But beyond that, the racist shit, I mean, it's, you know, it's not up to me to decide. I'm not voting for him in the primary. Um, if, mm -hmm. if he's the nominee, yes, I'm going to vote for him. If Bernie's the nominee, I'm going to vote for him. Uh, I may not be happy about those votes, but I will because it's better than Trump. But it's people of color in this country who are going to determine what's going to happen with Bloomberg. Are they going to be like, fuck you, we're not taking your shit anymore, we're not doing this? I mean, interestingly, I, I interviewed, and I, God, I can't remember if his name is Curry or Carrie, but Pennebaker uh, on this mm -hmm. show not too long ago. And he's a black man whose mother committed suicide when he was just a baby and she shot herself in the head. So he is a um, advocate for, for, you know, gun safety and common sense gun laws. He's all in for Bloomberg. And so, you know, I mean, I would love to ask him about that because it, it's upsetting to me to hear what he said. Now, as far as the minority thing, Perhaps there is more crime, and I don't know the statistics, so they're not in front of my face, but let's just go with, in these minority cities or pe where, where a lot of minorities live, maybe there's more crime. But the problem with this is that Bloomberg didn't address why there's more crime. If there's more crime, it's because of systemic racism. It's because of mm -hmm. the way that uh, our country is set up, and it's very, very racist. So it's obviously there's there's fucked up white people i mean you i did an article last year talking about white men literally rape men rape women and children and white male judges protect the rapists 
So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, all the people of color are the ones committing crimes. It's the white people get a fucking way with the crimes. And so, you know, if Bloomberg would have said something in that video addressing that systemic racism, it, you know, it would have come off a lot better to say, OK, well, this is this is what we've created. We need to stop. But he didn't. He's just basically saying we've got to get the guns out of the hands of the minorities because they're the ones doing all the crimes. And and it's like, well, whether or not that's true, if it is, it's because of the fact that that's how it's been set up, because brown people, black people in this country just have to always deal with white people being racist all the fucking time. And it's what it, whether it's coming down to not getting jobs, you know, I interview <clears throat> I don't like to say interview, but I spoke with Frangela, the comedy duo. Uh, not too long ago. And they blew my fucking mind. They're both black. And one of them was telling a story about when she was, she went to a job interview and I can't remember if I told you this, so I'm sorry if I did, but on a job interview, when she sat down with the white guy who was interviewing her, his very first question to her is, Uh do you know who your father is? I mean, can you imagine? What the hell is wrong with people? That's what I'm saying. It's like, and the thing is, is like, as a white woman who understands that there's racism, in my wildest fucking dreams. Nobody's ever asked you any shit like that. Well, not even, I wouldn't have even thought that would be something people asked. I, I wouldn't have even thought that would occur to someone to ask. Not only did she get asked that question, she was asked about, um, I think because she's a mother, she was asked, is there a father around? Oh my God. I mean, you know, it's like, so there is so much fucking, it's so deep and it's so ugly. And so I just don't know if Bloomberg is going to be able to overcome these racist comments. And then, and that's not even to bring up what he said about uh, trans people, which I don't know. I haven't heard it. I just, I have heard that he has said really bad things that are transphobic. And so, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, black people are going to have to decide who they're going to choose. Um, They're a huge voting block. They're extremely important. And I mean, they have to decide. And and I can't imagine the choices feel good to them right now. You know, I mean, it's upsetting to see, you know, this very diverse crowd of Democratic candidates whittled down to white people. At least there are women there, but I mean, it's just, it's like all white people. And then you're going to whittle it down to the white billionaire who buys his way in at the very last minute. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Seriously? I mean, I know we're in this existential crisis. I know things are batshit and we're going to talk about the craziness with Trump too, but, um, (sighs) You know, I'm it's just so frustrating. That's that's a story. We know that story. Well, I mean, what's we're, happening we're, right now? I mean, right now what's happening, just to totally flip the script here, is that, or our script, is, you know, the four federal prosecutors who were on the Stone case resigned because Trump yeah. uh, was getting Stone's, uh, what is it, the prison time recommendation lowered. All hell is breaking loose. You know, I talked to my mom last night and... Granted, she is somebody who always screams, the sky is falling, because the sky is falling. And she's like, okay, hello, it's falling. And she was Mm -hmm. looking at this, and she's like, I don't know. I mean, November is a long fucking time away. And this was the first time she said this, but she's like, I don't even know if we're going to have an election in 2020. And so, of course, the answer to that is, well, elections are run by the state. But what the fuck? I mean, is he going to have martial law? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls shit like that. Look what he's doing now. They acquitted him in the Senate, and he is unleashed. How? how? <laughs> uh, so the part that, yeah, oh my God, I, I don't even know how to put words to this. I know. We, we uh, all, all that runs in my head every time I try to put words to it is, this is not... America. Mm-hmm. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we do not this is unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. This it is really unrecognizable. Is. And we are on the verge of living in a dictatorship mm-hmm. where every single Republican in the Senate, with the exception of Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. is complicit mm-hmm. and is taking us there. Why? Well, you know, I have a theory. I mean, my theory is that the 
and this is part, it's not the entire, I, I don't think it's all about this. And I've said this the other day, the RNC was hacked when the DNC yeah, was hacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I just think that there's compromise or, you know, blackmail, blackmail material um, that we Trump all speak freaking. We all speak like street Russian, by the yeah. way. Now, after the last, <laughs> after know, the last right? four years, you know what I'm saying? It's like Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's like the. I I mean I think Trump has his own investigators that he sends out to, to you know go find dirt on Lindsey Graham, go find dirt on Susan Collins, go find dirt on anybody who dares to you know say anything about me, Marco Rubio, because now they're all up his ass, and. I just think that that has something to do with it. You know, I mean, and it started, Bob had said something, I believe it was last week on the after party. He said something like, um, they're all scared now because uh, of, of the acquittal. But it's like, Lindsey Graham was up Trump's ass way before the acquittal. So was Marco Rubio. So was Ted Cruz. I mean, he called, he said that Ted Cruz was the Zodiac killer. Trump. He he said that his wife was ugly, basically, and he also accused Ted Cruz's father of assassinating JFK. And now Ted Cruz is lodged firmly up Trump's rectum. So I feel like, okay, something was hung over Mr. Cruz's head. Mm-hmm. And and he changed his tune. He now called I, his wife ugly. Yeah. What uh, kind of that alone is enough. You you come after my family. Yeah. Like that, I don't care who you are. I'm not gonna take that shit. Yeah. Well, and I Ted mean, Cruz, I, I do. Ted Cruz takes it. Ted, how does his wife feel? I know. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> well, I know that they're, you know, they're gonna fall in line. I get that. I get where, like, all right, we gotta fall in line because we can't piss off the base, and I want to keep my job and all of that. But. But we have you call my wife ugly, right? But we've gone so far beyond name calling now. You know, we're Mm. in territory that the rule of law is being stomped on, and people like Ted Cruz, who's not stupid, you know, he's a dick, but he's not stupid. Um, He understands what's going on, and so I feel like there's a line. You know, there's a line. Uh, Obviously, Mitt Romney was the only one, and I've I've seen people go on about like don't give him too much credit i mean i'm not going to give him so much credit that i would vote for him or anything but i'm going to give him credit <laughs> you know what i mean because he's you know yeah. i don't I, I fucking tore rip mitt romney a new one every day in 2012 and um and if he were to run again you bet your ass i would be doing it again but i'm gonna appreciate the fact that he had the balls to stand up to this president when no one else did joe manchin mm-hmm. did but he's a democrat and then what is Joe Manchin gets called a munchkin by the president. Joe Manchin is also taller than the president, but he's basically um, used, you know, he's used an, a dirty word for little people. I mean, how can little people be okay with this? I just, you know, and there's the, there's the show, Bob and I, we haven't watched it for a while, but it's called The Roll-Offs, and it's, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's little people, mm-hmm. and they have a, a pumpkin farm. And they live in Oregon, and it's just like, it's a fun, fascinating show that follows their family. And I think that the lead guy, the dad, I think he's a Trump supporter. And, hey. it, you know, and it's like, I can't be sure, but I know he's, I know he's conservative because they're very, they're like, I think they might be born again, but they're for sure religious. So I'm pretty positive that their Trump supporters are at least very conservative. It's like, how does Matt Roloff feel about, you know, fucking Trump calling him a munchkin? What a dick. He's such a dick. Uh, th- this whole I know <laughs> like sorry. this is how I it's not funny it's horrible well we do have to laugh we, we have to fucking but, laugh because I'm gonna go crazy but, but here's the thing you know we need to get like here's the part that just really gets me and that makes me question um like at, at a certain point we have to stand up for what we believe yeah and, and there were people who believed that there's no way I'm voting for a woman. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to hold my nose yeah. and vote for Hillary or I'm going to vote for Trump or I'm going to vote third party. Yeah. And we, and we lost, but now we're talking about, we're just not, uh, we're not talking about, I don't want to vote for a woman. And there are plenty of people who still don't want to do that case in point. Um, you know, 
a woman of color with Kamala Harris, a woman of a smart woman with a pro with a high profile who isn't afraid to talk about how she feels and what yeah. she and, and talk about the injustices. Elizabeth Warren, case yeah. in point. But now we're talking about I, uh, uh, as as a person of color, am I going to be able to hold my nose and go vote for Mike Bloomberg? Yeah. Because I know that's we have to all get behind him. Like we are facing some really tough decisions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, so I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah. I don't, but I do know, I know how I'm going to do it. And, and, but you know, here I am sitting, you know, like I own a home, I'm college educated, you know, I'm employable. I don't, you know, certain people have, have, have singled me out or, you know, tried to marginalize me because of whatever, because Mm -hmm. I'm a woman or because I'm a a woman of color, whatever. But like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Well... Yes and no. But but my kids might not be because well, but, four more years of Trump means four more years of deregulation mm-hmm. and harm to our environment and harm to people of color and harm to people that we love. And that doesn't make any of us okay. But see, I don't think right? that I disagree with you in that I don't think you're going to be okay. I don't think I'm going to be okay if we get Trump again. I mean, it, okay, there's two scenarios. There's Trump again with a Republican Congress. That's it. America dead, dead, dead. Um, I mean, America oh. will still be here, but democracy, the, our republic democracy will be dead. Is dead. Well, yeah. democracy's kind of gone already. Well, it's not. There are still, um, there is still a little bit on our side. I mean, look, we won the 20, Democrats won the 2018 election and they got power in the House. That's all the power we've got right now. We've got some judges, mm. not all, but some judges who are willing to do the right thing. So there are still some institutions that are, you know, teetering, but they're there. I think what mm. will happen is if Trump gets in and we don't have the Senate and we lose the House, uh, that's it. Oh, then, then, then that's we're, then we're, we're modern. Day. You know, I talked to Steve Schmidt a couple weeks ago, and I disagree with him completely. I asked him, "Do you think that the United States would become like modern day Russia, the oligarchy?" And he said, "No." He's like, "No, it'll just be testing on the you know tests against the rule of law." No, fuck you. That it's it's not. It's going to be modern day Russia because already right now, as you, you know, I mean, as you said, it's like, it's, it's almost, we're teetering. We are teetering. We're not dead, but we are teetering. And I don't, you know, the Republicans yesterday blocked three separate votes to secure our elections. Right. And that scares me because I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. Um, All I do know is in order to win this, we must flood the polls. And I'm not seeing flooding at the primaries. So it's like, we had a lot of votes. You know, we had a lot of votes in 2018. We had a general election turnout. So I hope that 2020 and presidential elections are usually the ones where people turn out. So, you know, some guy was calling for 67% turnout, an election expert. Um, and what then, did we have last time? We had like just over 50, right? I think, so. yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. Um, so 67% would be welcome. I would, I would take more. But we're going to need huge because we've got, I mean, I don't know if you, God damn, did you see that article in The Atlantic about uh, the billion dollars Trump, Trump Co. is spending? No. It's really bad. It's fucking awful. Um, this article basically, and I can't remember his name. His last name is McKay. He just outlines what's his name. Oh, Brad- McKay McCoppins or whatever his name is. McKay, I can't remember. It's an M M M M. That's what it is. But he, uh, his initials. He talks about Brad Pascal and uh, what their plans are. McKay Coppins. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, and then. You know, it's it's they're going to spend all this money now. When I was talking to Bob last night, Bob brought something up that uh, made me feel a little bit better. Is that this billion dollars they're going to spend is basically going to be, it's it, you know they're going it's going to be Facebook ads and and what they're doing is dirty tricks. There's there's like getting us to fight over what one of our candidates said that's petty. Um, to waste time. They're just a bunch of dirty tricks that they're going to be playing. Um, we have to watch out for deep, deep fake videos, which Bloomberg's is not, but we have to be careful. We cannot take everything at face value. We must um, vet everything. Everything. Don't see some blog that you've never heard of 
with a headline that makes you crazy, whether it's positive or negative, and then just post it. You have to go and read it. You have to click on the source links inside. And if those source links take you to more of that blog post and not to a recognizable, respected source like the New York Times or Washington Post or Daily Beast, you don't post it because you don't know if it's true. You don't know because, you know, and, 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 and also the other thing that I, I want to add is that, like, for instance, let's say you're a Bernie supporter and there is a negative story about Pete Buttigieg and you don't like Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Don't, just, don't just go for the negative because it suits your own personal narrative. Vet it. You know, like, for instance, I saw on Law and Crime that... Pete Buttigieg, okay, the, the, the headline was incendiary, and it was kind of bullshit, but it said, he's being funded by Russia. Okay, what it is, is a man who, I think his name is Blavnik, who is connected to Putin, donated $5,000 to Pete Buttigieg. He's donated all kinds of money to Mitch McConnell and to Trump. So I posted on Twitter that, you know, I posted this, and I said, uh, Pete needs to return this money and reject this money. We don't need Russian money in politics. And of course, everybody's jumping on me and saying, how do we even know this is true? Well, we know it's true because you click on the fucking articles. Plus, I looked up the website and it, it was like 100% being factually correct. It leans toward the left, but it's still correct. And it was filled with source links that you could click on and see. There was a thing from the FEC that showed you. And then somebody else said, well, it was only 5000 And I'm like, so you're okay for Democratic candidates getting money from people attached to Putin who is attacking our democracy right now. This was not a slam on Pete Buttigieg. This was saying any candidate, because I heard Biden has gotten money from this guy, any candidate who gets money from people connected to Putin should be returned openly. Pete Buttigieg should say, I do not want this money. Vladimir Putin is, is trying to manipulate our elections. I reject this money, and I would you know, recommend that any other candidate who's got you know, money from this guy, return it. That's what I would like to see. And so, you know, I mean, but I posted it and people were jumping to the conclusion as we don't even know if it's true. Yes, it's very easy to find out if, if things said in articles are true by checking out who they have sourced. But we're fighting against this. And the thing that Bob brought up was that, you know, back in uh, 2016, even though people understood Trump was a dick, we, we didn't really fully understand how, how bad this was going to be. We didn't understand fully his connections with Russia. So right now the money that they're going to be spending is really just going to be on the base. You know what I mean? It's not like they're going to be flipping over Democrats. It's not like they're going to be you know, winning over all kinds of independents. They may win over a few, but most mostly uh, this money is pretty much going to go toward people who already support him. But what it means is when you turn on Facebook, uh, and this was interesting because McKay, whatever his name is, said that he put up a, a Facebook account that wasn't, it was a new one, a different name, and then he went and he liked like a, a Trump page, and then all of a sudden all these like, you know, conservative right-wing pages were recommended, and then so he liked them, and then in his feed he was getting all this disinformation, and he said, he was like, look, I know what I'm doing. I understand what the facts are. But when I was reading all this, I, st- I was starting to question things. And I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is like, a, he's pretty centrist. He's pretty middle of the road. And he's a reporter, and he knows what the truth is. But he, he said, I was even influenced by this information. So it's, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> have, to, we have to be so careful. You know, just be so careful about what you're sharing and don't make an assumption and don't just give in to something because you like the message. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big Bernie Sanders fan, but if I see some incendiary headline about Bernie being a big dick, I'm not just going to share it because I hate Bernie or I don't hate him. But you uh, know yeah. what I mean? No, 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 no. Mm. It's like, I, you know, and if I see something positive about, about Bernie, I will post it. Because I feel like we have to get united behind whoever our candidate is going to be, regardless of how we feel about them. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't vet people, but I I think that we shouldn't be jumping to these attacks um, because, you know, they're not because you want some you want Bernie and Pete said this or you want Pete and Bernie said that or whatever it is. 
and I'm seeing people do it, and it's really immature, and it's really irresponsible, and I wish that they would stop, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But did you hear Yang suspended his campaign? And Deval Patrick. And yes. And some people are like, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just got to <laughs> tell you... Um, I'm scared. Yeah, me too. I'm scared. I'm really scared and I feel like um it's it's impossible to predict what's going to happen. The only thing that we can do is try to um keep it together. It's not easy and I know it, but it's like we got to keep it together and we got to fucking unite about uh, unite around the democrat and then we need to convince people our friends and family who don't usually vote, we need to convince them to vote, take them to the polls. And um, that's, that's, I mean, what else can we do? We just got to go through this. Um, Okay. So yes, we do. And we have to be, uh, my biggest fear is that a socialist is not going to get the votes needed to win the presidency in where, where people in middle, middle America are, are, you Mm -hmm. know, required to come out and vote. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. really? Um, I know people who like, I'm voting for whomever. I have that luxury, Mm -hmm. right? Um, um, well, we're going to recognize that we're going to see on super Tuesday. I think that's going to tell us a lot. You know, how is, I mean, I think Bernie could win California. I don't think. Oh, he's going to win California. Yeah. And, but I don't know how he's going to do in Texas and South Carolina. Um, Those are two states that are going to be interesting. Like, I don't know where, uh, I I don't know what's going to happen with Biden either. Like, is Biden going to be able to show really strong in South Carolina and then get right back into the game? I don't feel that, but. Is he? I can't imagine Biden. What did he call that woman who um, opposed him the other day? A, a dog-faced pony, something. Oh God, yes. Something or I, like I don't that. even. I something mean, like the like name that. calling. Like, oh my God, no, yeah. stop, Joe, stop. Yeah. I, you know, Joe Biden. Um, it, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. No. I'm I'm heart sick yeah. that Warren. Um, I know. Isn't doing better because, like like you said at the beginning. She's just so qualified and probably the best person for the job. Yeah, and she um, understands what's and important. And oh my God, she and Julian would have just been oh the my sickest God, I combo. <laughs> um, I I spoke with someone um, in government who has spent time in D.C., a long time in D.C., who said that the party is going to rally around Bloomberg. That's their prediction. Hmm. They called Trump... Um, because we couldn't rally, right? Mm-hmm. And this person said that um, Bloomberg's the only one that can beat him. You know, while everybody's out on the debate stage mm-hmm. doing, you know, spending time in in, in New Hampshire and Iowa, mm-hmm. and uh, he's out there in middle America talking to people in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. And now, but that was, that conversation happened before the audio was released right. that, that we talked yeah, about Yeah, well, earlier. we knew his stop and frisk thing was hanging over his head. This this just amplified it. This just doubled down on it. Um, and again, I was not aware of the transphobic comments. But you know what? Let's take all that aside, which I, I'm not saying that lightly. But putting aside his racist remarks and his transphobic remarks, um, I do see a path to beating Trump. And the reason why is because he understands, I think more clearly than most of them, how to like, you know, I saw somebody say, uh, it was a black man on Twitter made a comment about, uh, you know, it was under that video where he said racist things. He's like, but, but he makes really great ads and it was facetious. You know, it was like, Oh, let's let's excuse his racism because he makes good ads. So I, I'm not doing that. I'm not excusing his racism. I'm just saying if the party and if if enough black voters are going to say, all right, we will we will accept him. Um, I think that he 
he has what it takes to beat Trump because A, he's what Trump wanted to be. You know, he's a real billionaire. Trump isn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not, he's a New York guy. It's like my mom said, if that becomes, you know, if he becomes the nominee, it's going to basically be titled the, the clash of the New York Titan or the, or the battle of the New York Titans. And I mean, I could see that because he understands New York. At least he's good on guns. You know what I mean? He's got, he's, he's got that going on for him. But, um, I think that he would be able to go toe to toe with Trump because he understands Trump's mentality. He understands his Trump's vulnerabilities and where to hit him. Whereas like somebody like Warren, um, she's going to be a wonk. She's not going to go after Trump in a way. I mean, I don't want to see them get in the mud, but I think that Trump's going to pull someone down into the mud and you need to know how to fight when you're there. And I don't know. I don't know what Lauren, what Warren, how she would handle herself with him. Maybe she would be great. I don't know, though. But I do know Mike Bloomberg understands how to fight somebody like Trump and and beat him. But, you know, mm-hmm. again, is that is that at the cost of of black people, that tra- of trans people? Uh, of of our democracy where we're where we're really trying to get away from big money in politics you know like we're just gonna break all that and say fuck it you know he can win and nothing is a given because no matter who we put up um we're still dealing with russian interference we're dealing with a system that is is you know (laughs) what as long as we have um what is it you know like computer voting or like you know what is it called when when you go there and you press it you press the button for who you want instead of filling it in with a pencil um we need paper well, ballots period yeah we do and sure. and we don't have it everywhere and like every election we see the same thing where it's like i tried to put my vote in for hillary clinton but it came up donald trump we see it every mm-hmm. time and it's going to be 100 percent worse now and so if yep. bloomberg is the nominee there's no guarantee there's no guarantee it's just like who's the strongest one and we used to think it was Biden, but it isn't Biden. I'm sorry, it's not Biden. I don't think it's Biden. No, it's definitely <laughs> not Biden. However, <clears throat> let me just say, I think Elizabeth Warren would outsmart Trump she on a would. debate stage. And I think he wouldn't know what the hell to do with himself. Yeah, he but I mean, know, look at what know. he did with Hillary. She outsmarted yeah, think, him. Yeah, but... She, you know how Elizabeth Warren walked up to Bernie Sanders after that debate, not the last debate, but the debate before. And she goes, did you just call me a liar on national television? Right. And he was like, Um, uh, that's, she's going to just get in his face. Hillary wouldn't have confronted Bernie in that moment. Right. 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 Well, she was. I yeah. don't think. I mean, I don't know. Shit. I, I doubt. Don't know, I doubt that she would have confronted him on the stage. And the reason why is because, for the same reason, she didn't confront um, Donald Trump when he was stalking her is because she, she was in uncharted territory. You know, here she's a woman, and mm-hmm. she's she's facing so much discrimination and sexism, and mm-hmm. years of baggage, and she's making that call. What do I do? Do I just rise above this? Or, you know, and, and, and I imagine she figured if I dare say anything, that's going to be a whole nother scandal. So I'll just play it professional. And I think that, you know, Warren and all the other women can benefit from her decision and understand now that we would like to see a woman stand strong against him and that it, that we won't look at. It. Mm-hmm. Of course, Don Jr. is going to be an asshole about it. But, you know, and Matt Schlapp and all the typical players, but uh, and Sean Hannity and all that. But, you know. Uh, all the rest of us are going to be going, woohoo, you know, go woman, you go. But yeah, I mean, I get your point. I think, I think Warren would be uh, a formidable opponent, but it's like, is she, I mean, I think she can win, but I also feel like there is this group that is so afraid of her because she's progressive. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you look at the never Trumpers, which are not only the voting block that we need, but they're they're not they don't want her. They want Amy Klobuchar or Joe Biden or Bloomberg. That's who they feel comfortable right. with. And so they they you know they're going to call Warren a hypocrite and they're going to go against her. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's it's really hard to tell. What if Klobuchar <laughs> continues to surge? What if that happens? I know. I know. Well, I was wondering. 
That could be wild. Well, it's it's possible. I mean, she needs the delegates, you know, and I don't know if she's going to get them, but it's I just don't know if she's going to be able to do it. It's like, does she have the war chest? Does she have the delegates? I don't know. I don't know if she can well, do that. Well, we'll all rally she behind her. Are you kidding? Not, My husband loves Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> I mean, he just thinks she is so smart. She so amazing. She can't get California, though. I mean, maybe Texas, but she's not. I don't think she's going to win South Carolina either. Although, but, but, although I do think this, if Biden is going to lose steam because of the last two debates, and I know people are going, oh my God, Kimberly, you're so overreacting because Iowa and New Hampshire, really, you're basing it everything on them. It's not that I'm basing it on those two white states. I'm, I'm kind of basing it on a, like a momentum thing, right? So it's not just that it's in two white states. It's like, it's optics, how is it? It doesn't look good when Biden comes in in fourth place in two different states. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just holding out for South Carolina. And, you know, what? OK, but you're not going to take California. I don't see him taking California. Um, and the thing with Amy is I think Ber- Bernie's going to take California. She would have to really sweep. And, and, and I do think Biden voters who lose faith in him could go to her. I think that's happening with the Never Trumpers right now. Um, but, you know, where does that leave black Democrats, young Democrats, women Democrats, people of color, Democrats of color? Uh, are they going to vote for Amy or are they going to vote for Sanders? I see more of them voting for Sanders. He's been building this coalition since 2015. Mm-hmm. And it's big. You know, he's, he doesn't have everybody, but um, he's he has really built a solid, solid base and they are fucking rabid about him. They Unf- are, but that's so it's like, I think I it don't could, like it, it. It could hurt us. We're not Bernie's base. Um, booed, booed I know, last I know. night. That was I mean, bad. Come on people. Like what happened? And Bernie to won we're all in this together. Right. And Bernie won. Like, I'm sorry. Did you, were, did you miss the news? Yeah. Did you not hear it correctly? Stop. Yeah. Sore winners. It's like what? Shit. What the fuck is your problem? And I and it's just it's it's so, it's just fucking crazy. And it's like, I'm having one of those days where you know, like I wake up in the morning, I get my coffee, and I make my determination. I said I, I wrote my tweet that I read to you, and like all hell breaks loose. And now I'm just like I did coke. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, like oh my god, oh my god. And I I vacillate every day, especially since yesterday. Um, like I would say I vacillate every hour from feeling hopeless to hopeful. And I, you know, I, I am trying so hard to, and I don't like the word try because it implies failure, but I am making the effort to be positive. Mm-hmm. When negative thoughts come into my head, I try to replace them with something positive, like the opposite of it. And it's, it's not that I'm fooling myself, but I'm trying to find, the, you know, I'm looking for the positive and replacing the negative thoughts with positive. But, you know, it's much easier to do that in your own little world. Uh, outs- and it's much harder to do that for like, you know, who's going to become the president or something. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. have control. I, I have one little voice and we all have our voice. And there are so many people out there screaming different things and we're not on the same page and primaries suck. I hate them. I hate them now. Here's what I would like to have happen. As much as I adore, I had coffee and donuts at my house on Sunday morning to learn how to canvas for and support Elizabeth Warren for the California primary. (laughs) And we were like getting choked up talking about it and what she stands for and what, what she means to us and what she could you know, do for America. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at this place now where I want to know as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah. who I have to get behind. Yeah. Um, because we need to start, we need every ounce of time between now and November 3rd uh-huh. to make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah. I, I'm with you. And, I, I want the same right? thing. Let's just find yeah. out who the fucking nominee is. And, you know, and then I feel nervous because I feel like, all right, if it's Bernie, my, my, my fear is, is that, like you were saying, are people in middle America going to feel comfortable voting for a self-identified democratic socialist, even though mm-hmm. it's not a Mar- it's not like he's uh, Karl Marx or anything like that, but are they going to feel comfortable? Um, and then if he doesn't get the nomination, 
then his what the suppo- hell? Yeah, his supporters are going to be so angry, and what are they going to? Mm. Are they going to not vote? So I feel like yeah. the Sanders situation puts. You know, I mean, that's why I'm so supportive of Warren, because she's got the same vision Bernie Sanders has, and she's got better plans than he has to get there. But beyond that, she's more of a unifier. And he's he's somebody who, you know, like, did he say anything about those people who were booing Pete Buttigieg? He should have said, stop this shit. But he lets it happen. You know, he lets David Sirota, his little attack dog publicist, and I think her name is Brianna Joy, who voted for Jill Stein and takes care of part of his campaign. He allows them to uh, say terrible things against other candidates, and he he just he just lets it happen. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he look, was, yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, my I've God. seen it. I, saw it. I want to know, but but also he's 78. Yeah, and he just had, and he a, had heart a heart attack, attack and he's not releasing his and medical records. he won't records. release his health records. Yeah. Okay, can I, can I put, a, I'm going to infuse an ounce of something that I am going to hang on to because it's hopeful and because this woman knows her shit, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> Rachel, and I'm, I'm going to, um, is it Bite Kofer or Bite Oh, right, yes, okay. You yes. know that brilliant chick? Yes, yes, okay? yes, I do. And she was all over, like, at the midterm, she's like, I told you what would happen. It's yeah. called turnout. <laughs> yes. So so she, so Politico just did a piece um, last week um, with the brilliant Rachel, uh, and, and it's like, you know, it starts off, it says, what if everything you think you know about politics is wrong? Mm-hmm. What if there aren't really American swing voters or not enough anyway to pick the next president? Mm-hmm. What if it doesn't matter uh, much who the Democratic nominee is? Right. What if there is no such thing as the center, in air quotes, mm-hmm. and the party in power can govern how it wants to for two years because the results of that first midterm are going to be bad regardless? What if the Democrats' big 41-seat midterm victory in 2018 didn't happen because Canada it's focused on healthcare and kitchen table issues, mm-hmm. but simply because they were running against the party in the White House. What if the outcome in 2020 is pretty much foreordained too? So that's 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 yeah. the first that's the opening paragraph of this story. And Rachel Bitkofer, I, I a Bitkofer, mm-hmm. um, she says all of that is almost certainly true. Mm-hmm. And it's me, and and that's why she's so intriguing in in political forecasting. Yeah, and she right? predicted that there would be forty two seats uh, won by Democrats yes. in yes. twenty eighteen, and there was forty one. So she was pretty fucking mm-hmm. close. And right, yeah, she has right. a whole new way of looking at things. Well, that, yeah, and I mean that that was that's the next paragraph. Right. She almost nailed the number and nature and size of the Democrats' win mm-hmm. in the House. Okay, so she says that we are a near lock for the presidency in 2020. Uh, if we go by her model, right? right? Right. And that we are likely to gain house seats and have a decent shot at retaking the Senate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, the okay. Senate looks like the house did the Senate in 2020 is going to look like the house did in 2018, as far as the number of possible flippable seats available for us to take over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and it's, it's it, you know, we could, of course, we could lose the house if, if we're fucked up and stupid, but um, it will be harder to lose the house. It will be easier. Um, uh, well, easier is not the right word, but I mean, if we're smart and we're we're doing what we need to do and we need and, and we're voting, we can take the Senate, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I look at that and thank you for bringing that up because that's important. And I do think she's right. It really, you know. It's all about turnout. Yes, it is. It's all it's about all turnout. about turnout. Oh and so God. and so we got to show up. We all have to turn out because the loudest voices are sometimes not representative of yeah. the way things and go. And that's so true. And Twitter, which is where I spend my 17%, life. 17%. 17% of America is on Twitter. Right. Twitter is not it's representative not real life. of what it's going to look like. And yeah. No, right. it isn't. It isn't. Um, but um, it is still scary. And um, I just hope that we can figure this shit out because every day is like my stomach. You know, I'm starting to feel like I want to move to Canada now. (laughs) Oh, my God. We had that. We had that discussion last night at dinner. Yeah. Bob and I were talking about uh, it. I have a friend um, who she was born in Morocco. She was raised largely in France and Spain. Um, She identifies as a Californian. She's been here for 20 years. Um, and she says 
that one of the things she loves about American politicians is that they apologize when they fuck up. Yeah. Well, the Democrats she goes, you do. Would, she goes, you would, she would, yeah, well, the Dem- right, right, right. Democrats. Let me, I'm sorry. Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, she cited Mike Bloomberg's um, recent apology for his stop and frisk and how wrong he was. For that, she said you would never see that in France yeah. or in Spain. You just would never. Um, she loves uh, the Democratic Party. She truly she's she's gonna vote for Bloomberg. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but but she also fears that if we don't come together and get out and vote in in droves, right. and we were talking about turnout that. We're going to have another four years of Trump. And my husband was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's what I think too. And I'm just like, stop, you know, but I don't even want, I don't want to have that discussion. And then we all have to move to Canada. And then my, and then my, my son goes, my son goes, I just want to move to Canada. <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, have you ever even been there? Like I had to, I, this is my child. And I'm like, dude, where he goes, he looks at me and he's like, mom, dumb, you dumb bitch. You know, like, like he didn't say that, but that was a look on his face. I go, okay, okay. I'm sorry, but I'm crazy. Things are making me crazy. I don't, I just want everybody to show up and cast a vote. Yeah, I know. Show up and cast a vote. Just do it. Because because if we show out in bigger numbers, then that's more who are going to cast a vote for the Democrat. Yeah. Absolutely. And I hope Here. I hope that uh, we can get our fucking shit together. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do right now is transition over. We're going to go over, and I, I, I'm not calling it end another thing anymore because I just kept tripping up on it. So it's patrons only. I'm just what calling it patrons, patrons only. only. So we're going to go over to patrons the patrons only, only VIP party. Yes, the VIP party. And we're going to talk about VIP man. But before we do that, tell everybody where they can find you. Also, your information about where people can donate and stuff to your campaign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so something, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Steph for Oakland, S-T-E-P-H-F-O-R Oakland. Um, you can also find me at stephforoakland.com if you want to learn about the campaign I'm running for Oakland City Council, trying to unseat a two-term male incumbent. Uh, he's he's not um, really good on the uh, constituent services, and I am all about the people. And I'm and I, and if you live in Oakland, hit me up at stephforoakland.com. You can email me there. You can DM me on Twitter at stephforoakland. I will have coffee with you. I will talk about the issues. I will hear your visions. And if you want to donate to my campaign, as many of the Start Me Up listeners already do, and it's just so heartwarming, you can you can uh, find the donate button uh, at stephforoakland.com. Very Thank cool. You. Very cool. And of course, as I always say, you know, we love your comments, even when you disagree with us, especially when you disagree, because for me... Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I get it all day long on Twitter and I get mm-hmm. it all day long on Facebook where people disagree with me. But, you know, there's a lot of people that they bring me to like they're like they show me a different perspective. Sometimes they don't. And sometimes I just will go, well, we disagree. And I don't say that in an angry way. It's just like, all right, well, we just disagree and we're not going to come to, you know, an, an agreement. But if as long as we're all civil to each other, you know, and I also see people on Twitter saying or, you know, on Facebook, I don't always agree with you. Of course you don't. Nobody always agrees mm-hmm, with everybody. Mm-hmm, That's normal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that we can, you know, be on the same page, but have some differences and debate those differences because it it makes me smarter. It makes what I do. It, it, it gives me an edge where I I can have other people's point of view when I'm talking about a subject and I'm not only looking at it from mine. So bring on those comments and don't forget you can follow me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. You can also find my books on Amazon and that's, you know, there's Peyton's Choice, American Woman, The Virgin Diaries, and Ain't No Sunshine. It'd be great if you could uh, just visit that. If you see a book you like, go ahead and buy it. And then also buy it. (laughs) And also don't forget, Become a patron because I am donating to Planned Parenthood this month, 5% of what the show earns. So uh, donate to the show, become a monthly subscriber, and I'll be your best friend forever. So, all right. Now, we're going to talk about uh, the VIP man who tried to put the moves on me over in the patrons-only segment. So you're going to want to hear that. Oh, my God. But he's going to just be, he's going to remain the VIP Yeah, I'm never going to say his name. I'm not going to say his name, but we're going to talk about it. So thanks for coming on, Steph. And we will see. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. And then, you know what? You were supposed to be on in January and you weren't, but you're here now. You'll come back. Um, Always. I 
I'm going to have Volatile Mermaid on on Monday. She's oh no, she twitted on Twitter. She's awesome. And then on, on <laughs> and then on the 19th, I'm going to be talking to an actor, and I hope I'm saying his name right, Xander. I'm pretty sure I am, Xander Berkeley. And you know what? He wanted to be on the show. He just like he's he's an actor that maybe you've seen, but you know he's not like famous famous. But he's worked in a lot of different things. And so I don't remember what we were discussing on Twitter, but he made a comment like you know. I'd love to be on your podcast. And so I thought, fuck it. Let's give him a try. So I'm going to talk to him next Wednesday. Um, so that's it. All right. Everybody hang out. Come over. Come over to uh, patrons only and listen to the VIP man story. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.